Hi, and welcome to the Law of Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Law of Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to the seventh episode of the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. And this week I have an amazing guest and friend of mine on the show. Her name is Leila Anderson. And she is a holistic healer and educator. She's a certified mindfulness instructor, a yoga teacher, and a motivational coach. And she has done so much in her life, uh, from being in the business corporate world and now being an author of her first book uh, that she's writing. And she also guides and coaches groups and clients in emotional and spiritual healing and she also works with stress management and creativity and her mission is to reconnect the collective body mind heart disconnect and this week we covered the topic around trauma and we talk about what trauma is trauma for many of us maybe means something or we can we can interpret it as something big and huge and life-changing like a disaster uh, uh, any type of abuse or war and these are traumas as well uh, we also discuss that traumas can be something that are not as big as a natural disaster or a war, but it can be traumas that happens to us in childhood or in daily life uh, that even small things can cause trauma in us. And that it's really important that we recognize a trauma, address it, work with it and to heal it so we don't carry, carry it in our body. So we talk about that and Leila shares a lot of amazing tips and tools uh, and her ways of dealing with trauma. So this episode is really great and educational, so I hope you like it. And if you do listen and like it, please leave a review on iTunes. I always draw an oracle card for those that do leave a review and screenshot it so i'm really grateful for all all of you who have uh, written reviews so just enjoy the episode hi leila hi hi and welcome to the podcast thank you it's awesome to be in the podcast i'm so excited i'm excited too i'm super happy that you're here and that we're gonna have this very important conversation yeah me too uh and i'm i'm a little uh nervous and excited and i also think it's an um important topic and i just love how you spread these important topics to all of your listeners so yeah 
I'm really thank excited. So much. Yeah, thank you. And as usual, I just want to start by asking you how you stay mindful and present. Okay. Um, yeah, I usually start my mornings with a routine I have. Um, and it's a meditation routine. Uh, and I do, it's, it's in a few steps. So uh, the first step is always to take at least five deep breaths to connect with your breath. And that step is very important because it, it, it sticks with you for the rest of the day. Uh, so that's the first step. Uh, and the second step is smiling. Mm. Even even if you don't feel like smiling, even if you feel like you don't have anything to smile about, smile because it, uh, your face, facial expressions uh, expressions send signals to your body, and you can choose to, uh, yeah, you can choose to feel happy uh, even if you're not happy. And I don't mean you should ignore uh feelings of sadness or if something happened it, it's not what i mean i just mean that you can choose uh set the tone for the day um so smiling even if you don't feel like smiling mm -hmm. uh and the third step is forgiveness uh mm -hmm. so i try to forgive myself and others for yesterday's mistakes uh and that doesn't mean that um whatever happened isn't important it just means that i i don't bring those feelings or thoughts or uh, effects with me during the day i give myself the um, the opportunity to be in a new day i don't bring the feelings of the past with me uh so yeah those are the three first steps and then there's a few more steps about uh yeah different things, setting intentions and um, affirmations. And it sounds like it takes a long time, but this routine just takes a few minutes. Sometimes I do it in bed before I get up. Sometimes I do it before I meditate. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, small steps to remind myself that I am here and this is a new day and I, I'm i in control of the day. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's yeah that's the routine i do in the morning but then during the day uh i keep reminding myself of breathing like mm -hmm. breathing softly breathing down to my belly like soft belly breathing because as mm -hmm. soon as i'm somewhere else as soon as i lose myself in thoughts or feelings or the past or worry about the future i can feel my breath up in really I have a really shallow breath up in my throat. So I keep mm -hmm. reminding myself, maybe I put a hand on my belly to remind myself of breathing deeply with a soft belly. And that takes me to the present moment right away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I do a few. Yeah, I do a few of those those things. Um, yeah, also I have like this question, if I get caught up in feelings and emotions and worry and stuff, I always ask myself, what is this? Over and over, what is this? Not to get a direct answer, but just to remind myself of 
breaking this worrying or examining, being cur curious of my feelings uh, or whatever is happening to just explore it. What is this? What is this? And then something calms down, something gets me, yeah, to the present moment and gets me mindful of, of what is going on and also reminds me I have a choice here. I have a choice. I have a choice. I can choose to stay in this mode or I can choose differently. So it gives me the choice of, yeah, it gives me, it gives me choice. Mm. And that's what I, I that's what mindfulness does I think it gives you it gives you first uh, space and in that space you find choice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very beautiful. Thank <laughs> you for sharing. <laughs> you do different it's, things so it's uh, yeah. These yeah. are the things I do. It's great tools I think and uh, yeah everything that you mentioned are so important. Uh, yeah. to observe ourselves and to observe the body and the breath and it can like it's good to have that, that routine and then the routine yeah. becomes habit and you just yeah. do it out of habit so exactly and if you start that way in the morning if you start with being with yourself before you let the rest of the world in if you start mm. with grounding yourself before you let the rest of the world in before you check your emails or your phone or even talk to your spouse or partner or children or whatever. If you do that before you let everyone else into your world, it's so much easier to stay mindful and present the rest of, of the day. If you're, if like the first step is reminding yourself of, of your breath, it's so much easier to remember being with your breath the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So, and it doesn't have to take long, just a few minutes and, and you're set <laughs> for yeah. the rest of the day yeah it's like programming yourself yeah exactly so important yeah. that's so exciting you can tell by the things that you mentioned that you have a, a wide background in different modalities and we've known each other for a while yeah uh, and have uh, worked together and yeah. um i think it would be interesting uh for you to share like your background what you do and also how it led you like what was the path that you took to come to where yeah. you are right now? Yeah, of course. Um, where do I start? Um, yeah, I work with spiritual, emotional healing. Uh, I work with mindfulness. I work with yoga. I work with clients. I have classes. I do workshops. I do different things like that. And I didn't always do that. I come from a background where I worked in corporate and big uh, companies. I work with marketing, uh, project management. I did a bunch of different things, uh, very corporate. Um, and I used to, it's like I never really decided that was what I was going to do, but I, I used to think that I had to have a successful, job I had to have I had to be successful I had to do do like the things that were expected of me so that's what I it's kind of 
that's what I started doing. Uh, and I never really had an uh, intention of doing those things. Uh, but one thing led to another, and all of a sudden, that's what I was doing for years. And it stressed me out. I didn't really, I always knew I wasn't in the right place. On some level, I always knew I wasn't in the right place because I turned 40 this year. So mm. I started working with these kind of things when I was 19. Mm. Uh, and even back then, I always knew I wasn't in the right place. I always knew I, I was meant for other things, but I just couldn't, I just didn't know what. I, I, I wasn't really in contact with, with who I was and what I was supposed to be doing or so it, I kind of just went with whatever um, I went maybe you could say I went with with what was easy I but it wasn't easy but I went with the choices that was that were presented to me I did what everyone else did I went to school I picked the jobs that that seemed uh, yeah, that maybe I could do to be successful. I chose things that was expected of me. Uh, but as I said, I always knew this wasn't for me. So as the years passed, I felt more and more stressed. I felt more and more out of my, out of place. I felt more and more sad, uh, sometimes depressed. I had a lot of anxiety. I felt like life was really, stressful and I felt very pressed. I felt like I was out of touch with myself. Uh, I was never really happy. I, and I, I know now that was because I had like blocked, uh, pushed away who I really was. Um, so eventually I just realized, long story short, I just realized this doesn't work anymore. I have to find another, another way of living because I don't feel good. It started to uh, manifest physically. I, all, I had like belly aches, headaches. I always, I was always, um, what, uh, how do you call it? Uh, not nauseated, but I was always, I was always very um, feeling very low. Mm. Um, so I realized I, ju I just have to do something about this, but I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know if it was okay to do something else because everyone else was living this kind of life. Everyone else was doing the nine to five. Everyone else was happy being, it seemed to me anyway, everyone else was happy being distressed, uh, overworked, overwhelmed, always being on call, always answering emails, always living this kind of pressed and stressed life. Mm -hmm. And I felt I was the only one who couldn't deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, eventually I had my daughter and I, for her sake, I just felt like this has to stop because I'm not the present mom. I see her well, one and a half hour a day. I didn't, I didn't, this is, wasn't what I had in mind when I had children that I would see her one and a half hour in every day. I wanted to be with her more. Uh, so yeah, I just decided that I had enough. And with the support of my husband, I quit my job. 
And I started to, I had already before then started to um, find my way back to myself through different modality, modalities. I went to my first yoga retreat when I was 35. And that's when I started doing yoga. And that was a yoga retreat for uh, highly sensitive people. And um, I had just started reading about uh, highly sensitive uh, people, that personality trait. So uh, I was very interested in that because I felt that that was absolutely me. Uh, so I went to a yoga retreat and I really, something happened during that yoga retreat that was like, I can't describe it in any different way. It was magical because I finally allowed myself to be myself, to be what I thought was different. Now I know that many, 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 many people feel the way I do. Uh, but back then I still thought I was different. Uh, I thought that I was weak because I couldn't handle life the way I was supposed to handle life. Uh, but as I said, I know now there are many, many people who feel the same way, men and women, but I work so much with women. Um, and women are feeling so much stress and um, anxiety and yeah, overwhelm. Overwhelm is a really big thing. Um, yes, I went to that to that yoga retreat and it changed it changed my life. I started to studying and reading up on um, highly sensitive this trait, this personality trait. Um, and I think you've had an episode about that um, mm -hmm. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah so yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm such an important topic to be aware of and spread. Uh, so yeah, I started reading up on that. I learned so much more about myself. I had a, I had an awakening. Uh, I've had moments of, of awakening before in my life, but this was like a major one. Uh, I started yoga. I started doing mindfulness, meditating. I did yoga teacher trainings. I went to meditation retreats. Uh, I did so many things. Uh, I still do. Um, and I started studying shamanism. Um, uh, I started to train uh, psych uh, to... Um, What's it called? I started to train to become a therapist in psychosynthesis. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've done a bunch of different things, many, many things over the years. Um, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I think so that sums it up. Short time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. In five now, years. Yeah. And, and like now being, I mean, you have different modalities and you do, here in Stockholm, you have the yoga yeah. and you have the circles, the moon circles, yeah. Yeah. and you are working with different things. And yeah. uh, today's topic will also be around trauma, yeah. um, which you are passionate about and that yeah, you are writing about. So maybe you can, uh, like, maybe explain first. Maybe maybe people think trauma can, is something like super extreme. Yeah, uh, but what what could trauma be in our lives? Like simply, uh, uh, there explain. are like 
Yeah, trauma is usually, people usually, because I usually say that everyone has trauma and people get confused when I say that because usually what we think about when we think about trauma are these big things like mm. natural disasters, war, mm. uh, really uh, severe abuse, uh, like mm. these big things that happen, um, mm. accidents, someone dies, like these big things. But there's also, um, sometimes you can call it, like these big things are trauma with big T and the other, uh, there's trauma with, a small t but mm. they're really not smaller it's just a, a way of differentiating uh, but trauma can also be uh, like if you go through a very long abusive relationship and it doesn't have to be physical abuse it can be uh, psychological abuse uh, mm. a, di a difficult divorce it can be when you're little it can be just not being able to attach to your caregivers or your parents. It's like anything that threatens connection and attachment with parents. It's like it can be critique, yelling. Uh, it can be taking care of a sick parent, a parent that is uh, uh, maybe alcoholic or have uh, different addictions. It can be so many things. Uh, and it can also be like trauma is not only the bad things that happen, it can also be the good things that should have happened but didn't happen. Like mm -hmm. when you're little as a child, you want like hugs and you want love and you don't get that. It can be so many things. Uh, so like if you talk about trauma with a big T, it's like the disastrous things, those like re things that um, activate your survival response like that's those are the big big things but then there's the smaller things trauma with the little t uh they are the ones that we don't associate with trauma uh so it can be many things um yeah I just mentioned many things, but it can be so much more and as you said I work with um I've come to be so interested in trauma because I've realized how it has affected me in my life. And I was one of those who used to think, well, I don't have that much trauma. And, and I'm writing a book and I have a long chapter about trauma. And mm -hmm. the book starts with me talking about realizing I have trauma and how surprised I am having trauma and like going through my life and trying to figure out, well, why do I have traumatic stress responses why do i have uh, emotional trauma and the thing is when i was 10 years old i was in a huge train accident and still mm. i didn't think i had trauma mm. because i thought well it was when i was then 10 years old how can it still affect me i'm as i said i'm almost 40 how can it still affect me well because it wasn't taken care of the way it was supposed to be taken care of it was a threat to my life and the, and my nervous system reacts with um reacts to that threat with uh activating all of my survival responses and those responses haven't been deactivated correctly i haven't been able to integrate that experience to um to my uh, to my body mostly mm -hmm. Trauma and traumatic stress is a biological response. So, 
and and usually we treat trauma psychologically but it's a biological response it's something that happens in your nervous system so if you don't regulate and integrate your nervous system back to normal it will always be in survival mode and so you have to do things to um uh, regulate your nervous system back to normal and you need skills to self-regulate and most people don't ha have that because if you first you don't know you have trauma because you think trauma is something huge and you can't find anything huge in your life you've been through and secondly mm -hmm. you don't know how to even if you knew you had trauma you don't know how to how to self-regulate or how to get your nervous system back to normal because we usually treat trauma as only something psychological. Mm. So there's uh, many things we need to... There, trauma is very misunderstood and trauma has to do with... If you want to explain it very simply and very basic, trauma is anything that makes you feel unsafe. So mm. taking care of trauma and healing trauma is anything that makes you feel safe again. Uh, and we need to remember it's a biological response, so we need to work with it in our bodies. With our, we need to um, learn how to regulate our nervous system, uh, and you can do that in many, many different ways. Mindfulness is a great way. Uh, meditation, like when you're stuck in trauma, you're stuck in the past, you're stuck in what happened to you, and meditation and mindfulness. Uh, is about being in the present moment like we were talking about so mindfulness is like that time machine <laughs> you need to get yourself from the past to the present moment mm. so it's a great tool for some people with trauma mindfulness can be difficult because some people have flashbacks and and really difficult uh, memories so most people benefit from mindfulness most traumatic people with trauma benefit from um, mindfulness, but you also have to be a little bit careful because it's um, some people have uh, difficulty being still because of flashbacks mm. and difficult memories. So those people you have to treat in different ways. Uh, you have mm. to do other things. But like your body gets stuck in this fight and flight response because when something threatening happens to you, your body reacts with fight and flight and so <clears throat> sorry you need to um you need to deactivate the fight and flight and meditation and mindfulness helps you to calm down deep belly breathing helps you to calm down and regulate your nervous system um <clears throat> i'm sorry about that i have something in my throat <laughs> uh, i talk too much um and then other things you can do is like dancing, shaking, not dancing mm. like uh, ballroom dancing, like free dancing and shaking and mm. keep, just close your eyes and shake your body and dance because that deactivates the freeze response. You can, your nervous system reacts with either fight, flight or freeze. And mm. fight is when you want to fight back. Flight is when you want to hide run and hide and freeze in is when your body freezes so dancing and shaking and moving your body helps with getting you out of the freeze response mm. um yeah so there's many different things you can do all of the modalities i use like yoga is a great tool yoga is a 
really, really good tool, especially if you're aware that you have trauma and maybe the teachers or the courses or classes you take, they have some kind of, they don't have to be trauma trained, but they have some kind of like, uh, some kind of knowledge that maybe a few people, if you have like 25 people in a yoga class, at least five or six or maybe seven of them will have trauma mm. um, responses in their body. Mm. So it's good if teachers know that because then they can help hold space for them. Uh, mm. So yoga is a great tool. Yeah. Um, Just now that you spoke about it, that would be such an interesting a course or class to have yeah. to like just yoga mindfulness for trauma yeah. and yeah. then explaining that trauma is is probably something that many of us have been through and it is a, it is a tool for yeah. growth because it it does i mean there there is some in everything there's a duality in this uh, world and dimension and Definitely. there can be a light and dark side of everything and Definitely. maybe we can learn how to harness that uh, trauma first of all like understanding it and yeah understanding the reactions and the like the physical reactions and the emotional and psychological yeah. and then like how how does that strengthen us and teach us and exactly yeah, yeah. if we mm. just knew that trauma is any overwhelming event mm. that is too much too fast too mm. soon for our nervous system mm. if we only knew that then we would understand that it happens to all of us it's like mm. like i said before it can be uh losing your job mm. uh it can be like um taking care of someone who is sick someone close mm. to you who is sick it can be i mean for a person who is traumatized positive things can also be trauma like mm. for for example if you you have like this big dream of ac accomplishing something and all mm. of a sudden you accomplish that that can be too much for your system to handle mm. if you have a history of being overwhelmed yeah. and when i was talking about my history the I, I've, I have a long history of being overwhelmed. And so I think that if I, if I had more knowledge about my nervous system, my emotional system, and if I had more knowledge about how to regulate myself, I probably would have done much, much better at work. I probably wouldn't have felt as, as stressed and overwhelmed as I always did. If I knew more about uh, how the different, the different things that happened to me over the years had affected me and how dysregulated I was. If I knew more about that and, and, and then I would have uh, been able to handle it much, much better. And I would have put up, put up boundaries and I would maybe have talked to more people about it. I've, I would have done so much more and I would have handled it much better and I would have been happier and felt much, much better. But you, the first step is to know uh, and understand the trauma. Mm. Um, so yeah, that would have been a great uh, um, class or course to have. And mm. I, I have some thoughts about doing something about it, but there's mm. a, 
at least I, I know there's many people do yoga. There's, for example, yoga therapy. There's this mm. uh, modality called yoga therapy, and they do a lot of things around trauma mm. and uh, all over the world. And here in Sweden, there's uh, a woman called Josef Lindström. I think you know her. Don't you know her? Sounds she's called familiar, yeah. yeah she works a lot with with trauma and she actually mm. has um teacher trainings yoga teacher trainings that mm. incorporate trauma awareness and trauma information that i think i haven't uh, been i haven't done them myself but i'm seriously thinking of it uh, mm. so there are a few places uh, as a yoga teacher or as a person just interested in this can go mm. to learn more. Um, and one thing that was really important for me to realize was this, um, like this uh, realizing that I'm highly sensitive. Um, because for highly sensitive people, you know about this, but yep. uh, 20% of everyone in this world, including animals are highly sensitive mm. and people who are highly sensitive have an extra sensitive a more sensitive nervous system that means that we process events more deeply and we we also notice things uh, more things in our environment but the main thing is that we everything we notice we process so much more deeply uh, and that's why we might internalize an event as traumatic when non when non HSB wouldn't do that. So mm -hmm. it's you are more as an a, a highly sensitive person, uh, and sometimes they're called HSPs. Mm -hmm. um, when you're an HSP, you have you're more prone to internalizing a, a traumatic event as traumatic stress. Um, because your nervous system is like it's it's set up that way. <laughs> mm. uh, so if you're one of those who see yourself as highly sensitive, this thing about trauma might be extra interesting for you. And that's mm. one of the ways I found out about. I started because I first started reading about uh, HSP, and mm. that's where I read about trauma and that's one of the first times i started to realizing the magnitude of of trauma <laughs> yeah. so that's one of the ways in which i found out all these things about trauma to with mm. that's one of the ways that led me to trauma i should say mm. yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> when you open one door you there's so many more doors to be opened and yeah and uh, they're when endless. You're... The doors are endless. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And that's, that's the point with why we are here. So if yeah. we, we're rarely like reaching one height and plateau and then we stay there. We have no, to and like... I don't think we're meant to. No, exactly. We're supposed to like peel off all the layers. So yeah. we have to find new things that... Yeah. And the more we do it, the more we can do it with ease and understanding. But in the beginning, like the first hit can be really tough. And, yeah. and but there is so much learning and so much blessings in all obstacles and yeah, challenges. Definitely. definitely. And after a while, when you've been through the process, the process of healing mm. almost looks, almost always looks the same. It's like, mm. so when you, 
something either something happens that make you realize okay i need to heal this mm -hmm. or like there's been small things happening or you you're bit, you've been feeling these these small nudges and you realize okay i need to heal this but mm -hmm. you realize either way you realize you need to heal something and mm -hmm. you need to like be able to be uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable to heal and when you start it might hit, hit you really hard uh, and it might be difficult it might be uncomfortable and you go through a time where you really don't know if it's going to get better because sometimes it feels like everything just get, gets worse and you're like in a you you're in a rough spot but mm -hmm. under all that chaos and all that difficulty that healing can be that's where all the magic happens so you need mm -hmm. to be in that spot because if you're not the magic won't happen and mm -hmm. eventually you get out of that spot and that's when you you start creating wisdom you get mm -hmm. all the insights and you start having all this wisdom mm -hmm. but you need to be in the difficult uh, period of it before the wisdom and the insights and the magic happens. Mm -hmm. And once you've been through that process enough times, you know, it's really, I find it really comforting that when I'm in the, that difficult, uh, like that difficult, uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, exactly. When I'm in that difficult space, healing space, it's comforting for me to know that, okay, now, is the time when all the wisdom is uh, baking underneath, all the ma magic is happening underneath all of mm. this. So I just need to allow myself to be in this space because if, I, if I'm if i not doing it, I won't get the wisdom, I won't get the insights, and I won't get the bliss and the magic that will happen afterwards. Mm. And that is really, once you've been through that process enough times, it that's the way it gets easier for me because I get that comfort. I don't know if you recognize that feeling, mm -hmm. but yeah. I mean, so you are going to be in that process many, many times, but it gets easier because you know, you know what comes after. Yeah. Does that and make sense? Like, yeah. And, and it makes sense if you, if you look at it as a birth as well, like when exactly. in the birthing pro process, it's like you go through this really challenging and also exciting uh, moments and hours but yeah. what comes out of it is is like so incredible so yeah. we can see all like when we are down there we can see it as a birthing pro process to birth something new and to experience something on a higher level yeah that's exactly it that's and exactly i think it. one thing is is really important to know like the more you experience we we i wrote the post about this yesterday that Sometimes we we get caught up on evaluating things as being good or bad or positive yeah. or negative. And but when we see that everything has two sides, yeah. we we learn to see we can logically see that this is something that will benefit me in the greater good, even how tough it is. And, exactly. and we can like I think one step of the healing is also like looking back and see what what's happened uh, to you or through you or whatever process you went through and then 
like truly accepting it. I went through processes where I think I've accepted it, but then mm. I realized later on it, I wasn't fully accepting it. And the, that's the alchemy and the transformation that we have to learn to do. And I think that takes a lot of practice. But when you do that, then you become so grateful and content in yeah. what has been. And also uh, just feeling that that has been the fuel. Uh, it's like if, if you want to work with uh, people and you want to work with healing and you want to work with all of these things, mm. it's your experiences that, that gives you the greatest tools. It's not only the trainings that you do. So if when you have went through things or traumas or yeah anything in your past that has been difficult that brings you more empathy and Definitely. brings you more understanding and then more healing powers so Definitely. i was i was listening to this beautiful podcast where they spoke about um uh, jesus journeys yeah. and and how uh, how after many years of of wandering and and visiting different places his feet was constantly hurting and and burning and and they said but you heal everyone uh why don't you heal yourself and he said i had this pain is reminding me also uh, how important it is for me to heal others it's a reminder that this how this experience feels others are feeling and and that's why uh, he he kept this as a, as a sacred like yeah. reminder to yeah. himself. Yeah, that's uh, empathy. Yeah, it's empathy. So yeah, I think seeing it as that, it can heal a lot. And Definitely. I'm really interested in because you have also. Uh, started working with shamanic healing do you do that yeah. with trauma as well yeah a little bit i just mm. i just started so so mm. uh, a little bit most people because the shamanic healing is tools uh, are very much about the body and the energetic body so we find things that are stuck in the body and they are mostly stuck there because of trauma so what we do is we work with releasing the things that are stuck in the energetic body. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I do I do that, but it's a different kind of healing modality. It's different mm. to the things um, like when I do more talk therapy, uh, mm. because this is more, we're just working with the body and the energetic body, like mm. really uh, breathing and uh, working with visualizations and stuff like that to get um, this the thing the energy the heavy dense stuck energy out of the body uh, mm -hmm. so it's really effective um, yeah and it's mostly mostly uh, about trauma about things that happen that are stuck and I just I'm most of the clients I have are women, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if it's shamanic healing or if it's uh, whatever other modality I work with. Most of the women, uh, most of the clients are women, and 
Of course, men are also feeling overwhelmed and stressed, absolutely. And they work with their stress and overwhelm maybe in different ways. I have uh, male clients too, I do. But it it's just, I don't know, it's just so sad and so, there's something about the modern Western woman. She's feeling so stressed and overworked and overwhelmed, and she she's so um, disconnected from who she is. Mm-hmm. And so I work a lot, especially in the shamanic healing, a lot with helping women reconnecting with themselves. And one of the ways we do that is through releasing whatever stands in their way of reconnecting with themselves and yeah i would say 99 percent of the time it's about trauma yeah and yeah so it's um it interests me the fact that so many women need healing Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying men don't i know i i work a lot with my husband um and we started working together We have our company, our uh, business together, and he's a holistic health coach and he works with nutrition and many things. And he does a lot of work with men. uh, Mm -hmm. So I know men need healing too, but there's something with this, with women and with this uh, overwhelm and stress. Women are very stressed and burnt out and like, yeah just overwhelmed it's Mm. like they they burn themselves out in this quest for success or becoming something that they think they need to become or becoming someone they think they need to become it's like haunting women today and haunting Mm. is a strong word but sometimes i i i feel it's the right word because i meet so many women that feel that way Uh, and the shamanic healing I've noticed is a great tool for that because it helps them relax. It relaxes the nervous system. It, it, it makes them like maybe for the first time ever relax in a way they have never relaxed before. So mm. yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. But That's I just really- started with it. So I have a lot more to learn uh, when it comes to those tools. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really to go deep i think healing needs to go that deep as well um because everything that manifests in our physical body and kind of in our thoughts like everything that is tied to this world comes also from the energy so if the energy is obstructed in any way or is uh, is tainted or dense with something yeah. it it has to be addressed also yeah so i think that's really good and yeah I, I so all that, the i'm mo- yeah. oh, sorry <laughs> no no continue uh no so all the modalities i work with whether it be yoga or shamanism or mindfulness or even psychosynthesis are all holistic they work with the physical body the emotional body the mental body body the spiritual body because i think that's the only way we can heal if we have a whole person approach it needs to be like a holistic approach Mm -hmm. because what what um 
traditional medicine does. Traditional medicine is great for many, many things. So there's nothing wrong with traditional medicine, but traditional medicine and uh, psychology is not holistic. It divides the, the body. It divides us into like, if I have something going on with my emotions or with my mental states, I go see a psychologist. If I have something going on with my physical body, I go see a doctor, etc. But you need to work with all of these levels simultaneously mm -hmm. because we are a whole person. So you can't heal if you don't look at yourself as a whole person. Mm. So it's really important, especially for trauma. Trauma is holistic. It's mm. physical, psychological, and spiritual. So mm. we need to work with it on all those levels because it manifests in the body, it manifests in the soul, it manifests in the heart, it manifests in the mind. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And it would be interesting if you could talk about your your work that you do in holistic rebels with your husband and the training that you will also yeah. have and, yeah. and and just explain a little bit more about it yeah of course um so we have a diff we have a business and we have a company called holistic rebels mm -hmm. uh, and we started it well it's not that long ago, a few years back. Uh, I started this path before him. So I started mm -hmm. working with these things before him. And then eventually he started to train as a uh, health coach, holistic health coach, coach and nutritionist. Uh, and then we just decided to start working together. And what we do mm -hmm. is we have, uh, we do d different things. We have a program where we help clients individually uh, with, it's we see it more as a lifestyle um, transformation program because as i said we need to heal on all levels so and that's why we want to work together because together we have all these um different uh we all of our expertise is when we combine it it, it gets like we we have so much more to learn but when we combine our um, expertise we have all these levels to work with like nutrition the body physical emotional we have all these levels to work with so whatever our clients come to us with we maybe they come to us with something that is psychological or or let's say they want to start eating differently then maybe that's what they come to us with but eventually we will see that we need to work on all these different levels anyway, because how you eat is just a symptom of your lifestyle or how you, how the thoughts you think about yourself is just a symptom of your lifestyle. So we work like in this whole person approach, holistic and lifestyle approach. And mm -hmm. so we, we work with clients individually. We have a program for that. And we also have this training that we, in April of 2020, we have our, a training called Rebel Health Practitioner, where you will learn all everything that we know. <laughs> we will try to teach you. It's uh, uh, we will um, have we will I will lead mindfulness workshops and emotional healing workshops, and um, we will talk. We will um, do things that will. Uh, intention work, inner work, inner spiritual work. Uh, we will heal 
uh, our wounds, our inner childs. Uh, we will do all of these different things. Uh, and then we will also do yoga and we will uh, do have a meditation practice and we will teach teach you how you um, the how your uh, gut because gut health we we know now that everything that goes on in your gut goes on in your head and vice versa mm -hmm. so we will have a workshop all about gut health we will have um workshop about plant-based eating and healthy plant-based eating because we are all we are plant-based we eat plant-based uh but we will have a workshop so many people come to us and ask I want to eat more plants. I want to eat more like um, whole foods. And so I want to lower inflammation in my body. How do I do that? And so we have workshop about that um, in this training. Um, yeah, so it will be really maxed with everything we know just to teach anyone who wants to come to this training to become self-led in a holistic lifestyle and to also inspire others to live more holistically, to live more healthy and to live more fulfilled because it's, it's about health, but it's also about living um, more fulfilled and more happy and less stressed and have more meaning. Uh, so it's, it's really a whole uh, person approach all levels of your life you you will have knowledge about how to heal all levels of your life and yourself mm -hmm. and then tools to inspire others to do the same and that's why it's called level health practitioner because you will become a practitioner mm -hmm. of it for yourself and for others mm -hmm. Yeah, those are the two main things we do together, but we do different things. We have moon circles. Uh, we lead uh, moon circles because I think that we have forgotten, as modern people, we have forgotten that we are, life is uh, moves in cycles and in phases. And the moon phase is a great opportunity to remember that all of life moves in phases. And so the new moon is a phase where we work with intention setting, where we work with where are we in life and where do we want to go? And at the full moon, we work with releasing old patterns, anything that stands in our way uh, of becoming who we want to be, of doing what we want to do. So it's, it's a great it's a great phase to follow because it, it's so regular. It's 12 times a year. It's like you have two weeks in between new moon and full moon. So you have space to work with, with yourself. It's a very, uh, the pace of the moon is very, it's a very good pace to work with yourself, uh, in this, in these different, uh, um, concepts. Uh, so we do that. We have those circles at a yoga studio here in uh, Stockholm. We do different different things, but it's all holistic and it's all aimed to give you tools to live a happier, more fulfilled and healthier life. And it's also not so much, it's maybe not so conventional. Mm -hmm. As I said, we love uh, traditional medicine and psychology because it's very important to use those tools, but it's, those tools are mostly about 
taking care of you when you are already very sick. Mm -hmm. So what we do is to teach you how to not become very sick, to mm -hmm. live a lifestyle where you're healthy, so you don't have to become sick. So it's it's like two different things. Um, yeah, preventing. And, yeah. And for the training, can anyone join, or do you have to be a yoga teacher? What is the criteria? Anyone, anyone who is interested of shifting to this kind of lifestyle is welcome to join. It's mm -hmm. also good for yoga teachers who wants to add, maybe add to have a more whole, uh, uh, like, uh, like to have to add this uh, nutritional uh, aspect to add like, these different aspects to have a more whole uh, approach in, in, and mm -hmm. a it's good for coaches or therapists who maybe want to know more about the body because they work a lot with the mind and emotions and maybe they want to learn more about the body. Uh, so it, it's for everyone um, who really want to not just be stuck in one level because most people, when they think, oh, I need to get more healthy, they start maybe with looking at how they eat and how they work out. And that's important, that's really important, but anything, it doesn't matter how much you work out or how much you eat well, if you have toxicity in your body from toxic emotion, emotional waste in your body, if or if you think these toxic thoughts all day, or if you have heavy metals that are toxic in your body, Working out or eating healthy will only get you so far. You need to do look at all these dif different things. So really the training is for anyone who wants to understand how it all, how, it, how healing really works and how health really works on all levels. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's so beautiful. I will share <laughs> the links to the website and to the training in the show notes. Oh, that's great. And Thank you. Is there any last thing that you want to share with the listeners? Um, yeah, I want to say that when I compile everything in a conversation like this, it might seem like a lot. It might seem like so much to think about and so much to, um, it might feel overwhelming. We're, we've been talking a lot about overwhelm, but this type of lifestyle should definitely not be overwhelming, but it might sound like it's a lot. And shifting lifestyle and starting to heal, like on all levels, spiritually, emotionally, physically, it's a lot, it's a lot. But the important thing is that you only need to do one thing at a time. You don't need, it's a process. We have to remember it's a process. It's been a process for us. We have been doing this for years. So it's not like it needs to happen all overnight. It's not like it needs to happen in a week or in a month. A few things might happen quickly, uh, but it's a process. So it's important to remember when you start on your path, for whatever reason you start heal on your healing path, you need to be have compassion with yourself and you need to be uh, loving to yourself and kind to yourself and like, one good thing at a time, one thing that feels good at a time. And when I say feel good, I mean that feels right. It might feel very uncomfortable, but 
as long as it feels right, just one small step at a time. That's the way to do it. it, it mu it's much better. The fastest way to grow is to go slow. Mm. The fastest way to grow and to heal is to go slow. Because if it becomes overwhelming, you're not going to do it. And it's very easy in a conversation like this because I also talk so much. So it might <laughs> feel like too much, but it shouldn't feel like too much. Yeah, I think it's been amazing everything that you've shared and so insightful and really like very good tools for us to use and to think about. And oh, if anyone wants to work with you one-to-one, -one, they can connect with you through your website and your, your Instagram, yeah. which I will share. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're on Instagram, on Facebook, yeah, and our website. So, yeah, it's just at Holistic Rebels and you will find us everywhere. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm so Thank grateful for, for you. your talk. It and was for... amazing and time flies. It, it feels like it we've really does. For 5 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it it's really amazing when when that happens. Yeah. And I'm super grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And I'll talk to you soon again. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening this week as well. I'm really, really grateful for your time, your energy. And I hope that this can help you on your journey, on healing, understanding yourself better. And I hope you can use the tools that Leila has shared uh, in your own life to come closer to a more balanced and harmonious life and emotional life. So I really hope you loved this and if you did please also leave a review on iTunes. It means so much to me and you can help others to find the podcast. And if you have any questions connect with me uh, on Instagram, Love Positivism. So let's take a deep breath in together, in through the nose and exhale through the mouth and take whatever resonates with you and leave the rest. Namaste.